unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nathan. How are you? I'm fantastic. And you have put together an episode talking about one of my favorite subjects and one of my favorite historical figures. So I'm really excited to get into this week's episode. All right. Well, what do you say we just jump right in? Absolutely. All right. Well, it's September now, as you're hearing this. And at least when I was a kid, this was back to school month. I know it's in August these days, or maybe July, but uh, in in back in the day. Now, if you could do it all over again, what would you want to learn that they never taught you in school? Me, I would have liked to know what other people believe to be true. Actually, I would have liked to know a way to find out that so I could persuade them starting with what was true for them. And I would have liked some skills for making good decisions because I had to learn both of those things the very hard way. But learning those things in school would have been especially valuable for me as a copywriter and as an entrepreneur. What about you? Well, along comes Napoleon Hill with a brand new book. It was out just last year. Of course, Napoleon Hill is the author of the classic Think and Grow Rich, and he's not really with us anymore. He died 49 years ago. But last year, the Napoleon Hill Foundation released a new book of his, Success Habits. And just in time for the new school year, we have the perfect material for this podcast. So the question that was never answered for me in school is, how do I better understand what people believe and how do I make better decisions for myself? And Napoleon Hill provides the answer, accurate thinking. Now, as a copywriter, here's the most important reason you want to know more about accurate thinking. When you have started to develop and then you master this skill, you'll know a lot more about how to take a prospect from where they are to where you want them to be, which is more sales, more money. But there's more, a lot more. Like this, copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Okay, accurate thinking. So Nathan, today we're going to talk about what accurate thinking is and how to get better at it. And I want you to realize that accurate thinking is not about being the smartest guy in the room. It's not about always being right and winning every argument. And it's also not about stripping emotion from your life. People sometimes when they hear about thinking, they automatically assume egghead, professor, left brain, no humanity. That's not what this is about. Here's what it's about. It's about Knowing the difference between fact and opinion and 
using that ability to think better, to figure things out in a way that serves you and serves your clients and customers. It's about being able to write copy that's compliant and still works. And it's rapidly becoming a necessity to write copy that's compliant if you want to do business online. Why? Because in order to write copy that's compliant, you need to use facts rather than wild claims. You need to be able to prove them. All of that involves accurate thinking. And accurate thinking is also about being clear-headed rather than uncertain and confused. So in a nutshell, it's about getting from point A to point B, accurate thinking is. Getting there first in your mind and getting there in the most efficient and powerful way. It involves a set of skills we're going to go over today. And it's very real world. So I know a number of top copywriters, people responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars in sales, I would absolutely call accurate thinkers. Now, nobody would ever mistake any of these copywriters from, they would never mistake them for Mr. Spock on Star Trek. That's not what accurate thinking is all about. Now, these top copywriters I know who are accurate thinkers, I've had spirited discussions in person with each of them, and I've seen them solve problems very effectively in a systematic, intelligent way. I admire each of them a lot, and if we were to open up their track records and take a look at them, you can't argue with success. And I am certain that their ability to think accurately has a lot to do with success. Nathan, does this make you think of any of your own experiences or anyone you know? Uh, I would say probably most of the people I know. I, I like to surround myself with people that that have these types of skills because I feel like if I'm ever the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> okay, that's good. So this is part of your world too. Now, here's why this is important and how you can use what you hear today. You know, when Napoleon Hill wrote this book, Again, it's not dry, it's not academic, it's not abstract. It's it's very human and relatable. And if you ever took a class yourself in logic or critical thinking, you might recognize some of the things we're going to talk about. But I want to tell you, it's a world apart from the programmed boredom of high school and college. Remember As far as thinking goes, and of course, this all starts with thinking, grow rich, and follows up to this more advanced thing he has to say, um, the way we think pretty much determines the actions we take, and therefore the course of our lives, the quality of our results, our relationships, money in the bank, health, all those things go back to thinking. So you can, like, you know, bite into the phrase, think positive and say, well, I'm just going to think positive. I don't need any of this accurate thinking bullshit. You could say that and you can think positive all you want. And it's good to think positive. You want to be confident and have a vision. But if you're not thinking accurately at the same time, you're very likely to propel yourself down the wrong road and positively end up at a different destination than the one you hoped for. So accurate thinking, I know that sounds kind of intimidating perhaps, but 
don't feel like after this podcast, you should or need to know everything about it and you will magically poof transform into an accurate thinker. It's more like cooking or playing golf. You can't master the whole activity from what you hear in one podcast. After all, the Napoleon Hill book, this new book is called Success Habits. And habits take a while to develop. You create habits through repetition and intention, and that takes time. Accurate thinking is a habit worth developing because it will help you with your goal setting, your decisions, your communications, and for this podcast, most important, the quality and effectiveness of your copy. Okay, so what did Napoleon Hill say about accurate thinking? According to Napoleon Hill, there are three parts to accurate thinking. Number one is called inductive reasoning. And this means starting out with an idea that may not even exist in reality and developing it to a conclusion. You could call this creativity when you're coming up with something new. You could call this faith. You could call this coming up with a hypothesis when you're trying to figure out something totally mysterious. That's inductive reasoning. The second one is deductive thinking. This is more like detective work. It's when you start out with a fact you know to be true or you believe to be true, and you develop that to a conclusion. Now, the third thing is logic, and most people think logic is extremely unemotional and irrelevant unless you're doing math or you're a lawyer or something like that. But the way Napoleon Hill explains logic is the first time I've ever heard it explained this way, and I think it's really good. He explains it in a much more human, relatable way. He says, logic is looking at a current situation or problem and comparing it to a similar situation or problem you've experienced in the past. I would say of all of these, the third one, you know, there's inductive reasoning, deductive reasoning, logic. I would say logic is probably the most valuable one. You can use it in a number of ways. Let me give you an example. Let's say somebody tells you they have a new automobile engine that uses gasoline or petrol and gets 250 miles to the gallon. It's a pure gas engine. It's not a hybrid. Logic alone is going to tell you that's not very likely. You would be skeptical. I mean, anyone would who knows anything about cars. Now, let's look at why you'd be skeptical and why you would think that's not very likely. It's because of your previous experience. If you know anything about cars, if you've ever driven a car, if you've ever filled up your tank with gas, right? Your previous experience tells you that cars run on gas or petrol usually get tops 30, 35 miles to the gallon. Hybrid cars might get upwards of 130 miles to the gallon at the top of the range. So a gas-only car that would get nearly twice that, that doesn't seem logical in the face of it. By the way, I'm not saying that's impossible. I mean, I've, I've heard the conspiracy theories that Detroit has a car that will go 400 miles on one gallon that they have you know, suppressed for years. I'm just saying I would be very skeptical 
initially it, someone showed me that for those reasons. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. Now, how does this play out as a copywriter or as a business owner? So as a copywriter, you need to reverse engineer the process. When you're making a claim in your copy, you want to put yourself in your prospect's shoes. Look at their thinking the same way your thinking would be with the example we just went through and the mileage on the engine. As you get better at accurate thinking, you'll get better and better at predicting what kind of analogies you can use that will track with your customer's own experience, what kind of thought process they would need to go through to believe you and to want to buy your product. In other words, what are the steps to take them from where they are to where you want them to be? And logic, understanding how logic works in your mind, understanding how logic works in other people's minds based on their previous experiences will help you a lot with copy. Is any of this stuff tracking, Nathan? Does this seem like stuff you know? Yeah, and I just want to add in one of the, one of the things that I like to do when I'm interviewing somebody to write a piece of sales copy for them or when I'm going through a piece of sales copy and I really know the market, well, those skepticisms are one of the things that a lot of copywriters, I think, avoid addressing, but I like to tackle head on. I want to know, what about my offer are they going to find unbelievable or illogical? What about themselves? Is there something about themselves that they believe that they're not capable of making it work? Or is there outside circumstances that just don't make sense that, that they say, well, I, I think this would work for certain people. I think it might even work for me, but I can't get my wife on board or I can't get my boss on board. So knowing those, a lot of times the, the objections are going to be logically based and understanding what logical objections will they have. As copywriters were told, go for the emotions. But this is one area where understanding the logical objections makes a lot of sense and, and you need to address it. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. Um, it, it seems sort of contradictory because you know that those objections are not logical and they seem like the person's not thinking. And of course they're very logical to that person. And based on what they know and what they've experienced, it makes perfect sense. So this is going a little meta getting outside your opinion about their opinions to think about, okay, what's their experience? What are all those little uh, mice on the hamster wheels doing, going around in their brain? And how can we get the mice to go out of the hamster wheel and to the buy button? Mm -hmm. But if you want to write a really good sales letter, 
you have to be able to think outside of the box. You have to be able to get meta with your thinking like that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's go back to what Napoleon Hill said for just a few minutes. What he said about how to think accurately, he said there are two steps you need to be an accurate thinker. The first one is how to separate fact from fiction. And included in fiction is hearsay, opinions, and you know outright untruths, lies. How to know what are facts and what's not. And second, take the facts and divide them into two groups. And this is something I've never heard before, but I've seen myself do it when I'm on my game and I've seen other people do it brilliantly, especially those copywriters that I was referring to earlier. You separate the facts into important facts and unimportant facts. So what's an important fact? Napoleon Hill says an important fact is any fact you can use to achieve your goal or any fact you can use to fulfill a desire that leads to your goal. Let me say that again. An important fact is a fact you can use to achieve your goal. So we're not looking at this like a scientist or like a professor or like a know-it-all or like the smartest guy in the room. We're looking at it like someone who wants to achieve a goal who's focused. The only important facts in any given situation are the ones you use to achieve your goal or the ones you use to fulfill a desire to achieve your goal. And this is so good. Let me give you an example. People make this mistake all the time when they're looking at statistics on a campaign online. You know, back in the day when there was direct mail, there were very few numbers you could look at. I mean, think about it. You mail somebody an envelope. You don't know how many of those envelopes get opened unless you have little RFID chip in it at their house. And even then you might not, right? But an email, you can see an open rate. Okay. So, but a lot of people, and there are, there are many, many, many other metrics. There are heat maps. There are, oh my God, I don't even want to go there. But so maybe there's 50 or a hundred numbers you can look at with the performance of a campaign that goes across email and social media and a web page, but maybe there's only really five or six that are going to make a difference. For example, I've seen so many people obsess over open rates. And for people who aren't really into statistics, the open rate is you have a hundred people who got the email, how many of them opened it? And that's a percentage because it's out of a hundred. So if 31 people opened it, you have a 31% open rate. Is that important? Well, it might be, but if your goal is sales, if your major goal is sales, then let's look at a couple of different scenarios. You have a low open rate, but of those who open, enough of them click through to make the campaign very, very profitable. Maybe only 14 out of 100 open it, but 7 out of 14 buy, and and 2 out of 14 buying is break-even, so you're making a tremendous amount of profit, okay? But you only had like 14% open rate, and you'd like to have 30 or 40% open rate. But what difference does the open rate make? It's what Napoleon Hill calls an unimportant fact. Now, let's look at another situation with the same campaign. Let's say 
that you have that 42% open rate you wanted and nobody buys. What difference does the open rate make in that case? None. Okay, it's an unimportant fact. So knowing the difference between important facts and unimportant facts will save you a lot of time and frustration and help you get a lot more of what you want more often. All right. Um, how to test facts. Suppose someone says something to you, whether it's about open rates or about gas in a car or at anything. How can you evaluate with accurate thinking? How can you evaluate how accurate what the person says is? Uh, Napoleon Hill has a whole list of questions in the book to deal with this, but I'll just um, I'll I'll just mention three of the best ones. If someone tells you something, number one, is that person a recognized authority on that subject? Number two, does that person have a profit motive that could cause you to give them, that could cause them to give you inaccurate information for their benefit, maybe not for yours? And number three, what is this person's reputation for being honest? So that's a simple way to test facts. I mean, I encourage you to get this book. It's all of $12 on Amazon, and there's a lot more in there, and it's some new good stuff from Napoleon Hill. But let's get back to accurate thinking. Why do you and and we're going to put a a link in the show notes, right, Nathan? To absolutely, so people can get the book. Um, why you want to get better at accurate thinking? Well, there's there's just one one reason. And Napoleon Hill said it: the only thing you have complete control over is the power of your own thoughts. Don't give that up to anyone else. And the only way to have maximum control over your own thoughts is to get better and better at accurate thinking. So that's our little back to school edition. (laughs) So I'm just going to add in my own two cents. My favorite book from Napoleon Hill is actually Outwitting the Devil, which that's a good one too. Yeah. Hardly anybody ever, ever talks about. I don't, I don't think I've actually heard anybody actually talk about it, Um, but I found it by accident and I loved it. Uh, One of the things that he talks about in that book, though, he, he, he takes, he plays devil's advocate and the book is written as if, if he was the devil or if he was having a conversation with the devil and the devil was explaining, this is the position of the devil. If I was creating a bunch of people who didn't know how to think accurately, this is what I would do. And he talks about how, uh, how he would, make the school systems operate and how he would make the power structures operate. And when you come away from that book, you realize, oh, there's a lot of people. And, and I bring this up because the very last part that you just talked about, the three ways, there's a lot of people that benefit off of our ignorance. There's a lot of people that benefit off of us not being able to think accurately. And even in the marketing community, um, there's a lot of snake oil salesmen. And as you start as you start growing as a copywriter, as you start growing as a marketer, you're going to have to have these skills because there's a lot of people that are master manipulators that um, you're going to want to learn how to pick them out and, and avoid them at all costs. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Outwitting the Devil. I'm glad you brought that up. It's, that's another really good book. Uh, and yeah, I heard about it from one guy who's running an eight-figure business. He said it was his favorite book. So I thought, okay, well, maybe I ought to look at it. And geez, it's wonderful. Everyone I've told about it, 
I guess I didn't tell you, but everyone else I've told about it just loves it. So read that book second. Read read Success Habits first. <laughs> nice. All right, David, another fantastic episode. If people want to check out more episodes of the podcast, where should they go? Yeah, go to copywriterspodcast.com. That's copywriterspodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes so you never miss an episode. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.